More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome on in, everybody. Monday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. And oh my, there's so much going on. Looking forward to breaking it down for all of you. And we can certainly assume we're going to get into Biden's first visit to the border. Wasn't that hard? It turned out the decision to go to the border was sufficient really to get him down there they cleaned up the streets of el paso had to make it seem like it was less of a mess than it actually is with illegal migrants setting up encampments all over the place uh so we'll discuss that also in brazil we don't usually talk that much about politics in brazil but pro bolsonaro who just lost the presidential election there to lula who is um I'm I'm not a Brazil politics guy, really, but I do know that Latin America is unfortunately trending commie these days, really across the board. Latin American regimes are going left. Well, I was going to say left and right. That's not the right way to say it. They're going left all over the place because they're not going right. They're just going left. Uh, and Bolsonaro rioters uh, storming government buildings, getting a lot of attention here because they're saying, oh, just like the Trump supporters, yada, yada. We will get into some of that in a little bit. Uh, also more and more people, you know, Clay and I going back and forth on this over the weekend really want answers about whether these COVID vaccines are causing any side effects, serious side effects of a heart related, uh, of the heart related kind. And we should know what the number is. If the number is one in a million, if the number is one in a hundred thousand, it's time to crunch the data. We'll look at that. But first off here, Clay, this was what we have been saying was going to happen all along, which is we've seen all this stuff about Twitter. And this ties in, obviously, with vaccines and myocarditis and what you're allowed to say. We've been saying, keep in mind that one of the reasons the Twitter story is so important is because this is applicable to every major Big tech, every big tech company, all the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google, YouTube, TikTok, Amazon, everything. 
the same mentality and the same government uh, impulse to censor was at work. And this piece up in the Wall Street Journal uh, by Janine Yunus and Aaron uh, Cariotti is exactly what we've been telling everybody to get ready for, which is now you have, on the Facebook side of things, emails that have come out because of a lawsuit, lawsuit filed by the attorneys general of Missouri and Louisiana, showing that the Biden administration, White House officials, people on the federal government payroll, were in constant communications with Facebook executives saying, why aren't you shutting this down? Why aren't you taking action against this individual? This is as bright red line a violation of the First Amendment by government as we have seen in memory. It's direct smoking gun evidence. And this is what's in emails. I I, I just, you know, Buck, in my prior life, I did labor uh, and employment law, among many other aspects of the law. And I would do sexual harassment investigations. And I always said the number one way that people get caught in any misbehavior inside of work is email. People will write in an email so that you can't claim something else happened, direct evidence of often incriminating behavior. And here, what has been argued for a long time is, oh, what are you talking about? They just, just you know, it's a private company. They can do whatever they want, as if. This has been the left-wing argument that Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and Google, they all independently decided, hey, we just don't like this type of content on our sites. And that was the reason why they were regulating it. What you are seeing now is this is the president of the United States administration. This is direct evidence in this Wall Street Journal article, which I have shared. I believe you have shared it and we'll have it up on Clay and Buck for those of you who want to read it. And we're going to talk with multiple people involved in this latest data dump. Uh, but what you have here is direct exchanges between, in email, Rob Flaherty, who is the White House's director of digital media and social media executives, where he is regularly pointing out information that is being shared on their, uh, at Facebook in particular, on the Facebook platform that he doesn't like, demanding that it be taken down. And not only is he demanding that it be taken down, but there are a couple of emails where he says that it's at the absolute highest level. This is a direct quote. He said the concern was, quote, shared at the highest. And as if that wasn't enough, in parenthetical, he said, and I mean the highest levels of the White House and required more work to be done. Now, what is significant here, and this is in response to Google, so this is Google and Facebook and everything else, the government cannot deputize private companies to do that which it would not be able to do under the Constitution. And that is exactly what is happening here. In, in, in effect, the White House and the Biden administration were using these social media companies as default arms of the federal government in violation of the Constitution. All these guys should be out of a job. They should be fired. And I'm not sure what the consequences are going to be in the short term while Biden is still in power. But at a minimum, Buck, we have to develop an entire dossier of all of this to hand over, hopefully in 24, with a new Department of Justice.
The Democrat Party was tyrannical during COVID, uh, as we know, has been tyrannical, whether at the state level or the federal level, depending on what year you're talking about and what region of the country. And this is what we've known was going on for a long time, but now it is in plain sight. Now we have the actual evidence to put forward. And I think like one of the interesting parts of this that, that comes out is what they what first of all, you know, a month ago, two months ago, the the blue check lib lawyer brigade on Twitter was all it's not they were voluntarily doing it. It's not yes, a first exactly. amendment violation or it was the campaign they weren't yet in the in the office, right? right? They were trying no, to distinguish they, they weren't there. even really it was the campaign. All, all this pathetic, you know, out of both sides of their mouth nonsense, because we all knew what was coming and we all knew that it's gross no matter how they try to defend it. This is the White House. I mean, here, here's from one of the emails in March of 2021. Biden is the president. And here is a White House official writing the spread of ideas that contribute to vaccine hesitancy. I don't think there's a misunderstanding. And then the executive wrote that. And then the White House writes, I don't think this is a misunderstanding. This is this guy, Fla- uh, Flaherty. Flaherty? Flaherty? Yeah, like, I don't know how I you pronounce know, it, whatever. but you should be able to pronounce it, including the uh, the verb fired the next time his name is used. And he says, we are gravely concerned that your service is one of the tro- top drivers of vaccine hesitancy, period. He wrote out period. Uh, look, this is what we've said that was going on all along. There are some people who are just ideologically aligned with the COVID tyranny of the White House, but there are also people who realize this is the White House. This is government bringing to bear the force and the power that it has to bring about policy outcomes. For me, what was so interesting, Clay, in these emails or what has been released so far is that they specifically go after information that is not untrue. That isn't so it's not we're not even because that was always what they said, too. We're stopping the misinformation. We're stopping the untruth. Why do you like the lies? Right. Which and we could even debate, of course, whether the you know, what's a lie and what's not with these libs. But in this, they make it clear, oh, no, if anyone is saying something that conflicts with our desired policy outcome, i.e. vaccine hesitancy, if if anyone shares anything that could make somebody not want to get the shot, you got to take it down. This is Soviet style propaganda. I mean, this is right out of the Ministry of Information or the Ministry of Truth of name any communist regime. It is appalling, and Biden's team was all over. This is just what we know about, by the way. It was all over the place. And this is something different than Twitter, because I think it's important to expand our purview here. Twitter and the Twitter files continue to provide revelation after revelation, most of which is not being covered in the quote-unquote you know, traditional media. But what's wild about this is we've known that if it was happening at Twitter, it was happening at Facebook, at YouTube, at Google, at Instagram. This is these other social media companies also being pressured. And at 2.30 Eastern, we're going to be joined by Tommy Lahren. To your point, Buck, she was the, the White House was demanding that Tommy be censored on Facebook for simply saying why she was refusing to get the COVID shot. In other words, to your point, like... It's one thing to say, hey, something that can be scientifically proven uh, to be false and take it outside of COVID. If I came on today and I said, hey, I got this theory, I think that the freezing point of water is actually 36 degrees and we've all been mistold that it was 32 degrees. 
Well, that's misinformation, right? It can be analyzed. You can point out that I'm wrong. Deciding whether or not to get a COVID shot is a choice. Her opinion that it did not make sense for her, given her age and health, which is 100% right, same opinion that I've had, by the way, is her opinion. So the White House moved well beyond, hey, you aren't allowed to share this uh, this fact because we dispute whether it's true or not to something that I don't think anybody could argue is an opinion-based decision, intensely personal, about whether or not to get the COVID shot. So they, they again, in these emails, in 2021, from the senior White House official, here's a quote. Reducing the virality of content discouraging vaccines that does not contain actionable misinformation, end quote. This is what they wanted. As in, you were not allowed to say things that were objectively true if the objectively true information made people less likely to do the thing the government wanted them, in this case the Biden regime, wanted them to do. I mean, this is the heart of government censorship and tyranny. Don't let people say things that are true because then they won't do the thing we want them to do. I mean, look... (laughs) I wish I wish more of this had come out before the midterms. Um, it's it's almost as bad as we thought. I think it might even get a little worse. I think it's worse. Look, I can't wait to hear Tucker's monologue tonight because he specifically referenced here on April 14th. They were pressing a Facebook executive about why, quote, the top post about vaccines today is Tucker Carlson saying they don't work. Uh, well, Tucker was right. <laughs> this is not a vaccine. It does not work. But this is important. And, and, and remember the other thing here that I think is so important, Buck. This is our government doing censorship work, not only for the narrative they favor, but in favor of for-profit big pharma companies. They are effectively laundering for Pfizer and Moderna the argument that their product, which they are mandating, which those companies are going to make billions of dollars off of, don't work as they have been arguing that they did work. We weren't even allowed. This would be like if you uh, if, if you were buying a car, take it outside of vaccines because sometimes people get upset. If you said, hey, you know, this engine doesn't work and there's all this and it catches fire. It'd be kind of important, right, to public health to know, hey, this car engine, it catches on fire and it's an issue. This is why I find this idea that these vaccine companies, these COVID shot companies can't be sued so troubling, Buck, because oftentimes the best thing you can say about major consumer product lawsuits is they keep companies from producing unsafe products and disseminating it around the country and around the globe, and that's what's going on here. One thing, I know we've got to go into a break. Obviously, we're both fired up about this. Just the notion that that the federal government gave immunity from lawsuits to these vaccine companies, that was a huge red flag, everybody. Yes. If the vaccines were so great... What was the problem? Why do you need why do you need to have immunity from lawsuit? You don't get immunity from lawsuit with a new heart drug. Oh, I think we're all seeing why. And the other point here, Buck, as we go to break. Remember, it usually takes 10 years for a drug to get approval. It took 10 months for this one. I think we're also all seeing why the 10-month issue is so flagrantly uh, at issue here. 
But these are blockbuster smoking gun revelations. Again, you can read the article in the Wall Street Journal. We'll continue to talk about it. But as we begin 2023, cybersecurity experts highlighting new identity theft uh, threats to watch out for. Payment app scams continue to increase as their popularity of use increases. Text messages received info. Someone has hacked into your favorite video streaming app is another. you got to be careful about the emails that you get and the emails that you respond to. It's also important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Your personal info gets exposed so often. It can make it super easy for a cyber criminal to steal your identity. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock by Norton because LifeLock will detect and alert you to potential identity theft scams. Even though no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Identity theft protection starts here. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code CLAY. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Go online. LifeLock.com. Use my name, Clay, as the promo code for 25% off. From the front lines of truth, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Clam comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Um, we're talking about the collapse, in some ways, of a narrative. And one of the first narratives to collapse, certainly all of you out there know this, but it's just now starting to percolate through the ecosystem of the legacy media. The Washington Post, the New York Times, the CNN, the MSNBCs. I think it's always important to remember, there are a lot of people out there that are well-meaning and are super busy, and they don't listen to Clay and Buck, and they may whoa, not whoa, read this. Whoa. I, 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 I mean, know, how well-meaning? How well-meaning are they really, Clay? But yeah, you need to get them listening to the show, right? And I meet people all the time who say, "Hey, you know, uh, I, I've got new friends who I've turned on to the show, shared them segments to discuss." 
we're years ahead of where the media narrative is now. And the his, the history major in me likes to think about where these stories are going in the future. But I bring this up because the Washington Post had a story up six years after the 2016 election that they labeled Russian disinfo, that they argued that Trump stole. Um, I'm looking at this right now. Russian trolls, this is a headline in the Washington Post literally today. Russian trolls on Twitter had little influence on 2016 voters. I'm here to tell you nothing that the Russians did in 2016. For anyone who understands the least little bit about how digital media works, had any impact whatsoever on the 2016 election. You mean the the hundreds of dollars of ads that were, no vote for Hillary, vote for other person, (laughs) please. That didn't sway the 2016 election? That's a shock. Yeah, and the fact that they even allowed this to happen, anyone who's ever bought an ad on Facebook knows how impossible it is to for the amount of money that the Russians were spending to in any way sell toothpaste, much less impact the outcome of the 2016 presidential election. But there's a lot of people out there who still believe, because of the way the media covered this, that Donald Trump stole the 2016 election. The real rig job obviously happened in 2020, but it's funny to me and sad that slowly this truth is coming out on 2016. They held it back for a reason. Almost like the media is really dishonest. Look, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Comfortable feet. The secret to success in life. My mom and dad taught me that. Let me tell you, it changes your life. So when I'm telling you to get yourself a pair of my slippers for my pillow, it's not because you can just save $90 on a new pair, although that is awesome, or that they're a best-selling product this past year. That's cool, too. It's because your feet will love you for it. They are so comfortable. And your day-to-day will just be better. So treat yourself to a pair of the My Slippers. You get a 60-day money-back guarantee, no questions asked, and you get a 10-year warranty, too. Go over to MyPillow.com. Use both of our names as the promo code, Clay and Buck, to get this $90 discount, which brings the price down to $49.98. These My Slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square. Save $90. You can use promo code Clay and Buck or call this number. 800-792-3269. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. Biden made his way down to the border, shuffled his feet around a little bit, said some things, did some stuff. We already knew, though, we've known all along, it wasn't like he actually planned to fix the border because, and I keep reminding everybody of this, they don't want to fix it. There are some things where I, I believe... Uh, you know, Democrats and Republicans would like a similar end in some respect, but want to get there in different ways, right? We, we, we could all sit around and say, well, we want great health care for the American people. Totally true. I want great health care. They say they want great health care. Now, they want free health care for everybody, and they want the rich to pay for it. There's all those other things. I get that. But ultimately, I think we all do want to have great health care. We don't all want a secure border. I, I need everyone to understand this. The Democrats do not want the illegal immigration to stop. And that is a change in their party. It is a change from even 15 or 20 years ago um, where uh, the union influence, I mean, Clay, you could go back maybe around late 90s, early 2000s, the New York Times editorial 
board, not just in it, would write things about how we got this, all this illegal immigration is suppressing the wages of workers. Wait a second. Supply and demand still applies when you're talking about illegal immigration. They have completely shifted on this issue for a whole range of issues. They don't want to make it any better. And here is, for example, a, a Texas sheriff. Uh, this is clip five who just says, look what Biden's talking about. The app. I mean, Clay, really? There's an app for that. That's where we are. The app isn't going to make any of this better. Play five. They're not going to make an impact whatsoever. Uh, immigration laws have been on the books for you know past 40, 50 years. And they're just, uh, this administration is just refusing to enforce those laws. My county is being completely overrun. What are you hoping that the president actually is able to witness on this first trip to the border? He's not going to witness anything. This is a, a PR stunt. My sources have told me that they've already cleared out the area where he's going to be speaking. And the tents have been taken down. The people have been moved. And it's going to look like a status quo like it's been uh, prior to this administration taking over. Clay, they they literally cleaned up the streets, got rid of tents and trash and everything else for the photo op. Here's a data point I sh- uh, saw shared by uh, Interactive Polls. It's a Twitter account. They do a good job of sharing a lot of different data out there. Did you know that in 2022 alone, according to their data, which is citing the government's own data, the Border Patrol, more people illegally crossed in, under President Biden in 2022 than in all four years combined under President Trump. Let me repeat that because it is a data point that is virtually impossible to refute. Four years of President Trump, including 2017, which was the lowest number of illegal boarding crossings since 1971, in four years under President Trump, less people illegally crossed the border than in one year, 2022, under Joe Biden. That's a great stat for when Corinne Jean-Pierre trots back out in front of the White House press corps and argues that Joe Biden, which is what they're arguing now, Buck, and you know this, they're arguing that Joe Biden inherited a huge four years of Trump, had a lower number of illegal crossings than 2022 alone by Joe Biden. That's a great stat. I would encourage somebody in the White House press corps to use that the next time Corinne Jean-Pierre is in front of them And I would love to hear her try to explain how that's possible. If they inherited a huge mess, how is it possible that this year alone they had more people cross than in all four years combined under Donald Trump? I don't think there's a good answer to that one, Buck. It's also just such a weak talking point. Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre that it was Trump who left. Play play one. The president inherited a mess because of what the last administration did. They inherited a... We inherited a mess. Okay. Herod... yeah, whatever. So, right, if you look at it, it's Corinne Jean-Pierre. Uh, that's just not true. They don't care that it's not true, but it's also pathetic. I mean, you've now gotten past the midterm election. You're going into Biden's third year, and you're going to pull the, oh, it was so, what he left us was so messy and difficult. Actually, the numbers were trending strongly in favor of a secure border. Look, it's never going to be perfect. There are going to be people, there are going to be drug runners who cross. There are going to be illegals who cross. There's going to be problems no matter what. But there's what's reasonable or feasible to accept as, you know, as uh, holes in the border versus a wide open super highway of illegality, which is what we currently have. 
because of Biden. This is the part of it. And, you know, he went after the midterm elections, obviously, because any focus on this issue is a risk play with independents and swing voters because the American people don't like all the illegal immigration. And the more they understand the connectivity between illegal immigration and uh, and and, a, and an open border and the fentanyl overdoses that are happening in unprecedented numbers, the angrier they get about this. And also the increasing power of the cartels in Mexico. $13 billion they made in profit in the past year bringing people across the border. They basically control the border on the Mexican side. And to put that into context, that's more than any pro sports league made. So the cartels in Mexico are bigger than the NFL. They're bigger than Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL. I mean, that's a pretty crazy-sized business that they have created. And I've argued this for a long time, and I've, I've continued to put it forward, and I'm hopeful that at some point it'll happen. Imagine the impact on the national discussion if on Fox News they started putting a tracker for how many people are illegally crossing the border like we saw the COVID case COVID counts deaths, yeah. for years. And that basically, even if there was another topic, when you saw it in the corner of the screen, it made that story impossible to miss. This should be a story that's impossible to miss. And the Biden administration right now is completely lying about this. And they're actually being protected in some way right now, Buck, by the Supreme Court. Because for all intents and purposes, Title 42 shouldn't still exist. Because we're not, frankly, still in a COVID emergency. But Title 42 is sort of the last protection to keep it from getting even worse. And right now, right. the Supreme Court is protecting that, at least until March. And, and let's just keep in mind, and they're, and they're keeping it in place on it, on technicalities yes. at, at this point, you know, with Administrative Procedure Act. They're or getting something a benefit, the Biden administration is, by, in my opinion, the Supreme Court's decision. But understand that the Title 42, for example, has not applied to women with uh, women with children it has not applied to the, the way that people think it has to family units there are all of these um areas in which title 42 does nothing it certainly does nothing about gotaways because they're not subject to anything they just get into the country and there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of them um but when you look at these numbers this is unprecedented and everyone needs to understand the biden administration's illegal immigration numbers are unprecedented because this is intentional yes. that's the key no, you're 100% right. And the fact that they don't get called out by the media, that stat that I shared with you is so compelling. If they had inherited such a mess, how is it possible that 2022 was worse than all four years of illegal crossings combined under President Trump? That's an answer that is virtually impossible to actually uh, respond to. That's a fact point. And I'd encourage somebody in the next White House press briefing to break that out, you can go see it on my Twitter feed if you want to see the numbers for yourself. Uh, look, neither of us, we're not real fear mongers or alarmists. In fact, of all the shows out there, we're probably the most uh, rational out there. But it's also important to make sure that you are preparing when things could go bad. That's why we want you to check out My Patriot Supply. Look, do it right now. You can save $200 on their three-month emergency food kit Gives you a wide variety of delicious breakfast, lunch, dinners, drinks, and snacks. Enough to feed one person for three whole months. I've got this in my house. In my family's pantry, we have this product because we've got three young growing kids. And we've all lived through the chaos of 2020. 
frankly, a lot of you out there still are unable to find all the products you want on the shelves. Are you confident that grocery stores are always going to be stocked when you need information, when you need food to take care of your family? I'm not, sadly. Not after 2020. So why not go ahead and ensure your family's food supply instead of relying on neighbors or relying on a trip to the grocery store to try to get things that might not be there? You can get several months for each person in your family. And right now, you can save $200 per every three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Here's how you do it. Go to preparewithclayandbuck.com. One more time, preparewithclayandbuck.com for a $200 discount. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Voices of sanity in an insane world. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Uh, We are rolling through lots of big news stories out there. The border, the White House caught dead to rights. Great article up in the Wall Street Journal laying out exactly all as it's headlined here. The White House COVID censorship machine and... We can't underrate the impact of big business as it pertains to the White House censorship goals. And Nate in North Carolina, um, your point here is these pharmaceutical companies, 
They made billions of dollars, and not only that, they've got an annuity now because they keep designing new booster shots that the federal government is trying to mandate. Yeah, hey, hey, guys, uh, Mega Dittos. Yeah, I'm a, uh, just to give you a little bit of background on me, I'm, I'm a pharmacist consultant. I work for um, a, phar- a drug company that makes about a dozen vaccines. Um, just with this COVID vaccine, um, if they're injecting you with the same formulation five times within a span of a year or two years, it's not a vaccine. I'm not exactly sure what it is. I don't work. We just call it the COVID shot now on this show because I don't think you can call it the COVID vaccine. It starts to feel like one of those gummies that people take for like general immunity, but it hurts. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, just to give you a background. So, um, you know, I do pharmacovigilance and and, uh, uh, post-marketing pharmaceutical safety data. And the latest vaccine we had had 18 years of uh, long-term safety data before it was released to the public. So, I mean, this fact, this uh, shot that was released, it has zero long-term safety data. And the fact that it's out in the public now, I mean, it's almost, it's nearly impossible since it's not in a clinical setting to be able to determine, you know, the side effects and their, um, their rate of occurrence. Well, well sir, since you're, you're an expert and you understand the data and the numbers, do you think that they are dramatically, based on what you have seen, are they dramatically underplaying the risk of heart complications to young, healthy people from the shot? I, I mean, it, it's hard to tell. Um, obviously, you know, these stories are getting amplified, I think, uh, because of there's so many people that have this, this shot, that's been given the shot. But there is, um, you know, all of these reports, um, hopefully the, the um, like the, uh, the BARS program um, are collecting this data and, it takes a massive amount of data for any of this information once it's post-marketed um, to change the label on a drug. But like you guys stated earlier, this drug's um, under the Emergency Authorization Act. So, um, Did you get the shot? You know, are- did you get the COVID yeah. shot? No, no, I did not. So presumably working in big pharma, you're not anti-all drugs, but based on what you were seeing and your experience, you thought, I'm not getting this shot. Well, when the shot first came out, uh, you know, it it was something that I did recommend to some people like that were in high-risk categories like elderly. Buck and I um, did the same thing for people who've been listening to this for a long time. We said, hey, our parents are over 75 yeah. years old. They should get it. We total transparency on that everybody. issue. Yeah. And I think everyone, thank you so much, by the way, for calling in. I think everybody needed to know that, that, you know, what, what I, what you and I were telling this audience is what we were telling our own parents who we love yep. more than anything. And that was just based on all the data that we had at that time as it stood, I want to remind everybody, yeah, they said everybody should get the shot, but they made it seem like if you were a senior and you didn't get this shot, you were out of your mind and you were going to die. And like that, they you really, had a death even, wish. they really, yeah, they made it seem like a death wish for seniors to not get the shot. I know, I mean, my, my parents have both had COVID. I mean, I, I know plenty of people that have, that have had COVID. Now they did get the shot, but the shot that they got, wore off by the time that they got COVID. So, I mean, unless you're going to make the case that somehow it trained their immune system for Omicron, even though it was, you know, they got Omicron, they didn't get the first one. Um, it, Clay, I, I also just think, you know how we just talked about how now the analysis comes out on the Russian bots in the 2016 election, all just a big Six lie. years later, yeah. Massive exaggeration. One of the frustrations that I can already see here, and, and our previous caller laid this out improperly, is that it's going to take a lot of data, a lot of analysis there is no sense of urgency 
among anybody who would normally be looking at this data, among the machine that would have to tell you what the truth is of the COVID vaccine and its safety profile, we'll probably start seeing articles in the New York Times in five years, seven years, yep. ten years. Turns out, when you really look at it, the myocarditis risk for young people was worse than the actual risk of the virus. But I, that's where I think this is gonna this is gonna be. And at that point, they realize, Clay. There's no political accountability, so there's no real accountability. That's what they'll yeah, see and, it as. And, Buck, one of the things, I'm, I'm sure we haven't mentioned this, but China's basically opened its borders now. After the protests in China against their zero COVID strategy, even Chairman Z over there was like, I, I, I can't stand up to this. And he basically wide opened the country. And they didn't really have any vaccination that worked, right? No mass vaccination policy in China. And they've had a huge amount of COVID spread through the country, but the country doesn't seem to be shutting down. And this, remember, remember, I, I, I go back in time. How many ten pot authoritarians like Dr. Fauci pointed to China and said, "Look at how well they handled COVID. They did everything right." Well, now it's running rampant, and it actually is exposing the flaws of zero COVID because people are saying, "Why didn't we do this two years ago?" I also want to know, what happened to all those people who were, look at Japan, they mask so well, that's why they yeah. don't have any COVID there. Eh, wrong. Look at China, look at how lockdowns were so effective because they comply with, eh, wrong. I mean, you, you go down the list, all their early arguments, uh, the, the stuff was all not true. And it's amazing how few people are embarrassed by this to this day. I mean, I think of all the, the media. See, the about the teachers' heads. unions, box that wouldn't let schools back open because it wasn't safe, and now they're just pretending that never happened. It's ridiculous. Randy it really Weingarten is. is on arguing, oh, no, we wanted to open back up schools. We weren't opposed to them at all. I, I mean, it, it is, they, they, they think that, remember in uh, um, uh, the, what's the Men in Black, how they had the, the memory stick and they could just erase everything? They think they have the men in black memory stick and people just have no recollection, even with the COVID shot. They're legitimately arguing now, Buck, oh, we never said it would prevent or stop transmission. No, that's the exact reason you told us we all had to get it. Did they make a third men in black movie, by the way? I know yes. they made a second one. They make a third one. I think they one. did make a third one in the yeah. last couple of years, if I'm not mistaken. I think I, I my think... wife took the kids to see it. Yeah, I think the original they... men in black was very good. The original Men in Black was a, was a, was a good show, or a good movie, rather. I, th I thought it worked out pretty well. Um, I also, did I tell you about the uh, the Forgotten Battle on Netflix? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's rare to find anything good. I actually liked uh, The White Lotus, uh, two, season two. I finished it over the weekend. Well, Clay, I'm a little busy right now with Carrie watching The Crown, but when yeah. we're done with that... I can't believe I'm now learning about the British royal family against my best my best intentions and wishes. We'll talk Harry and the shot next. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.